show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. It's the Undercard. Bringing you the best in hand combat coverage with feature interviews, major events, and the hottest ring girls from around the nation. The Undercard is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. And now, here they are, always in your corner, Brad, Marv, and Jimmy. Hello, hello, hello. I'm not sure what episode it is, but it is a Wednesday, and we are continuing on with The Undercard. Rochelle's here, ring girl Shannon, Miss Undercard Liz, Jimmy, and me. So, uh... We never really do this, but every show does it on Podcast Detroit. But I had a pretty cool um, – oh, I guess it's 236 is the episode number for those keeping track. Um, but I had a pretty cool weekend. So I was going to go around the table and see what everyone did this last week. I think it's bad radio, but I'm going to do it anyways. Who cares? It's our show. That's right because I saw Neil fucking Diamond on, <laughs> on Friday. It's the second time I had seen Neil. I was a little kid when Coming I saw him before. He did do that. He, that was his closer, I think, wasn't it, Michelle? That was the closer. Um, yes. But 76 years old. Yeah. Uh, Bob from the IT and the D show was Bab. there. Uh, we both agree that Neil gets around a little slowly these days. Well, yeah. I mean, you kind of, you know. But his voice was flawless. That's good. Uh, his band, who has been with them for a long time, still sounded like a fucking amazing band. Yeah, it was a sold out show. My favorite thing about well, sold out me, shows. I, I got to ask you this question. Yeah. And this is a very important question. Yeah, were women still throwing panties on stage no. at him? Oh no! And you wouldn't want that. It would be depends now well, because his crowd I, was older. I, I, I'm asking this because true okay. story. When I worked at the the uh, Fort Community Performing Arts Center, we had Wayne Newton show up. Wayne Newton was a, a performer that we had come in. Now, two things about that. First of all, Wayne Newton cannot sing anymore. He is 100% tone deaf. Okay. But he still tries. Ooh. He's, and it was, it's horrible. You, you can't listen to him. But women were still throwing their panties on stage. Mm-hmm. And it was everything from like little skimpy like G-string panties to big old fat granny panties. I kid you not, it still happened. So that's no. why that's why I asked because I didn't know if the same thing happened with Neil. No, so his stage was probably like eight feet tall. Okay, okay. and then there so they was probably about, couldn't throw it up that high. No, then there's a gap <laughs> of like ten yards, okay. and then there was that, no barrier. There was no barrier, no security. Oh wow! And the first row did not sense. move. Wow, that's they, actually impressive. They, they they knew their spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so Bob went and he said, "Hey, he was flawless." And we we were talking about you know seventy six. It's amazing. He's still going. The amazing thing is the thing was sold out. My favorite thing about sold out concerts is the people that have the counterfeit shirts outside. Uh-huh. I'm trying to remember the last three shows. Paul McCartney uh, at Comerica. There's counterfeiters and um, Rolling Stones. Rolling where, Stones had counterfeit. Where was this? Palace. Oh, okay. Uh, so this might be my last time at the Palace. Maybe. Maybe not. I heard Bob Seger's there. I might go to that. But no, it's not. Period. Okay. Um, so anyways, Neil Diamond, uh, I don't care what people say. She makes fun of me for like some of the talent. I like Neil, Neil Diamond. Neil's top 20 no, 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 for me, maybe no. top 10. On the way here and all day at home, <laughs> he's walking around the house 
singing at the top of his lungs, Gordon Lightfoot. I love Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> Thank oh, you, well, then Jimmy. You two can date. Oh, Thank I love you, Gordon Jimmy. Lightfoot. Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, man. Wrecked my world when I heard that. I was oh, wrecked my too. world when I, was I heard singing well, Carefree I, Highway. <laughs> I, I heard Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald when I was in 11th grade. We were, my high school had. Who played it? Who played what? Who played the song? Gordon Lightfoot. Oh, no, never mind. No, he, he means, uh, how'd you hear like it? Who, who threw it on the phone? Oh, no, no, no. It's 11th grade, uh, high school, we're, we had something called the humanities. So uh, five days a week when you would have English class, one day would be dedicated to art. The sec- Another day would be dedicated to music. Yeah. <clears throat> and you started like freshman. You started like way below. And then by the time you were senior, you got to more modern stuff. So junior year... We were uh, um, studying folk singers, and Gordon Lightfoot, Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, was played. And there was not a single – and it didn't matter if you were a guy, girl, teacher, whatever. There's not a single person who was in that room who walked out with a dry eye. It was that powerful. And it caught all of us off guard. And from that point forward, I was a Gordon Lightfoot fan. Because if, if there is a singer, doesn't matter what the song is, if there is a singer who can elicit an emotional response of that kind of nature, I'm a fan. Um, uh, Battle of New Orleans, that that is another really good f- uh, uh, favorite one of mine. You two can date. <laughs> no, <laughs> I like Gordon. Sorry, I like Brad and all, but no. Uh, is he on Neil Diamond's level? No, but there. No, no. Oh, boy, I love Neil Diamond. I'd go see him again. Okay, let me back. ask you this. How much did you pay for the tickets? I don't pay for the tickets. Okay. How much were the tickets? Don't know. I don't know. Okay. Because I, I like Neil Diamond and all, right? Mm-hmm. But Bob, there, Bob probably. Okay. I like Neil Diamond and all, but no, there Bob is... Bob was giving his, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like Neil Diamond and all, but there is a... Like, I won't pay more than, like, an X amount of dollars to see somebody in concert because and it depends on who it is on how much i would spend to see him so that's why i'm curious okay well, how much your favorite artist <sighs> right now spice girls God, say it no say it i hate spice girls <gasps> yeah, i'm <laughs> sorry <laughs> tell you what you want i don't i don't i, I have a just pick I, one i don't care i know i'm trying to think i couldn't like <laughs> Honestly, it'd have to be probably Disturbed right now. Disturbed? I'd love to go see Disturbed. Okay, but how much would you pay for to see them? So for Disturbed, I'd pay about 100 bucks a ticket. Okay. 100 bucks a ticket? 100 bucks a ticket to see Disturbed. To now, get anywhere in there. To get anywhere in there. Okay. 100 bucks a ticket to see Disturbed, live in concert. Now, for someone like Neil Diamond, I wouldn't pay more than like 20. What? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure the tickets were more than 20. No, it was impressive. I, I've never I, seen I, them before. I'm not, I'm not saying it wouldn't be. I'm just saying like that's, that's the le- – like – like, you got top tier, like, Disturbed right now, or maybe even, like, Five Finger Death Punch or Volbeat or, or somebody like Volbeat's, that. Volbeat's uh, opening for Metallica. Yes, or Metallica. Bar. Now, Metallica I'd pay 100 bucks to see. Uh, I would. I love Metallica. They've been a, oh, I've, okay. been a, I've been a fan of Metallica since I was... I have seen them was, live at the Palace. Yeah, I've been a fan of theirs since, like, I was, a, I was a kid. But, um, you know, like, so I would, like, those kind of bands, I would pay 100 bucks a ticket to go see, but someone like Neil Diamond or someone, like, lower down, I wouldn't pay more well, than, like, not lower. 20. But he kind of is. Because I don't care if I don't see Neil Diamond live. What? Well, everyone I, has their own view on yeah. that. I know, I'm just saying, but I'm saying, for me, oh, I know. Okay, for so me, I don't care because I, Neil Diamond, to me, 
sounds the same whether or not he's live or on the radio. Okay, this is how but much that's I love the beauty of the thing right. is that he sounded exactly. I, but I, the same. but I, but, I, but I, to me, it wouldn't like like I don't know how to explain it. But like I don't need the atmosphere of being there to to really want to no, see Neil it. Diamond. But like Disturbed or Metallica or Volbeat, like the the synergy of that kind of audience and and the seeing them live and all that kind of stuff like that like that is why i would pay more because it's a whole different experience to see them live than it is to hear them on the radio and so i'm i'm totally different from you in the fact that i love music so much that there's certain bands that are not even on my favorite list but i'll go see them because it's it's like paying respects at a funeral or something so i have seen metallica Right, and my friends dressed me up in their Metallica shirts, and they thought it was see, funny. See, that's how I feel. Like I, like, but I'm I not a huge Metallica I fan. Not, I felt like I had to go. I told him, I'm like, eh, if I don't go, I'm, I'll, I'll be okay. Right. But it was the same thing. It's like with him, with Billy Joel. Bruce see, I, I love Billy Bruce. Joel. But see, I like them, but yeah. it's not like something that it would make or break my my life if I didn't Pearl see Jam. him or not. No, I love that. Yeah, but I'd pay a hundred dollars to see Spice Girls. Would you? Nice. I'd pay more now? than that to see Spice Girls. Yeah. Now, probably break no. a hip. Spice Girls is like my childhood, right there. Well, yeah, well, see, that's, that's, what, that's new kids yeah. for me. And see, I, yeah, we, that'd be new tra- kids. Yeah, me and my girlfriend, we traveled to Boston yeah. to see them. See, that's something I would do. That's how I paid a hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> to see Chicago on Broadway. Well, that's that's also different because that's it's Broadway. There's a specific, you know. Seeing a show on Broadway is like you can't go anywhere else and see a show on Broadway. You actually have to go to Broadway. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's a little bit different because well, I'm, I'm with you. Here though, like right? No, but that's you know, yeah. There's but certain shows you just you have to see. Right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And well, it also depends on where they're they're mounting it. Because right. like if they're mounting yeah. it at like the Fisher, eh, you know. But if they're mounting it at like the Fox, then. Yeah, I definitely would want to no, see. see that I don't there. like seeing shows there. I took Felicity to see Beauty and the Beast there. Uh, actually, almost exactly a year ago, yeah. it was on her birthday. It was horrible at the Fox. Horrible at the Fox. Why? Didn't like it. You couldn't hear anything. Oh, you couldn't Fox see anything. Got the, bad the acoustics, acoustics if you're was up. Terrible. Like we were. Granted, we were all the way up. Yeah, that's gonna happen. See, that's but that's we couldn't weird. See anything? We couldn't hear anything. We left at intermission. <sighs> that's weird because I've seen both Lane Miz and. Um, the Phantom at the Fox, and they were both just phenomenal. Mm-mm. Nope. I, I, I think could have it, just been their production. I would say I think it's their production. Was, I, I wouldn't because yeah, Phantom and Lay Miz. I mean, they they were both phenomenal. No problem acoustically. A no, couple see, I other like stuff at the yeah. Opera House. No, and the Opera House is like the best. Like granted, because it's specifically designed to be you know uh, a theatrical you know powerhouse acoustically and lighting and all that kind of stuff like that like i would definitely see any show that goes to the opera house like like that i would pay a little bit more to go see at the opera house i paid a hundred dollars to see adina menzel there yes and we had front row adele dazim no um (laughs) and that was awesome yeah well of course i mean it's adina menzel now get a load of this the most i've ever spent at a concert and she knows this story is the three tenors at tiger stadium not a huge opera guy. Felt mm-hmm. like I had to be there. I know it was over six hundred, seven hundred. So yeah. somewhere it was a lot, but it was it was an event. Yeah, right. go there. And then I also saw Kiss. I'm not a huge Kiss guy at Tiger Stadium, but, it, but they came like back. 
they came back with the face paint. Yeah. And it was just like fucking kiss. So you got right. to you got to most yeah. I've ever paid is uh one twenty. And 120? that was when NSYNC was at their height. Oh my gosh. Man, I, I so I have to say the most I think I've ever paid was probably one ten. Now Shannon, really quickly, who is your top band and what's the level Besides of Spice, Spice Girls? Girls. But Spice Girls is off the table. I don't have a top band because I love everything from the early 1900s to the 1990s, and then it stops pretty much after there. Well, Etta Fitzgerald's not going to be playing anytime. But, <laughs> I mean, oh, you mean if I were to see somebody live? Yeah. yeah. Well, right now, um, how much would you pay? Uh, I don't like anybody enough now. I mean, I guess somebody from the past, if the Bee Gees were still alive, all of them, besides just Barry... I would pay like at least probably three hundred dollars to see them. Wow! I grew up on the Bee Gees, and that's like one of my favorite all-time favorite bands. Yeah, so. see, I'd probably pay that if like all of Abbott came back. Wow, Liz, how about you? I, oh, go ahead. I don't have a favorite band, but if I had to pick, um, it would either be Backstreet Boys. I was gonna say Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, or Eminem. Well then you and I can go to Vegas and see Backstreet Boys. I know, can we? Yes. Yes. A few of my friends are backup dancers for Britney in Vegas oh right God. now. Stop. No, Backstreet Boys are gonna are there. Isn't, really? isn't Britney done? Backstreet Boys are no, back. Brit- well, Britney's touring the world now, I think, but she was in Vegas. Yeah, okay, so back. Boys. you know what? I take that back. I like Britney Spears' music, but ever since she like came out with like the lip sync stuff. I probably want to go see. See, I saw Britney concert. Spears. No, State I heard Theater. she put on an amazing show in Vegas. <laughs> um, yeah, but was she like actually singing? Yeah, she, or was my, it not? my friend Shannon went, and she said it, it was good. Yeah, I saw I Britney know. Spears at the State Theater in Detroit. I'm sorry. Well, I have, if I we're talking about, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. I have Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears on a tape. Yeah. Oh. If you and can, it was a live, uh, like. Um, concert thing and then there was like backstage stuff for like Britney for her birthday would like go to people's houses and like celebrate I don't know do you know what I'm talking about yeah I have um I have Backstreet Boys ones and I have uh New Kids on the Block videotapes and yeah but Gordon Lightfoot would be the same way it's like going to pay respect he's in his 70s and he's a great folk artist and it would be like just saying that you saw I may pay 30 bucks to see Gordon Lightfoot yeah 30 bucks but if we're talking about like you know ultimate like if I could like resurrect the dead and bring back whoever and see like a concert, um, I'd pay probably close to what you pay for the three tenors to see the Beatles. Okay. I, have, I have yet yeah. to be to a legit concert. What? But I will one day. Yeah. What? Vegas Backstreet Boys. Yes. That's that can't be your concert. first. That cannot be your first. Well, I mean, I've seen Gloriana in concert with my sister at the Fox. That wasn't like. Legit, I feel like. Wait, what? And I mean, I've seen Skillet uh, before too. Country band. Yeah, and I mean, I've why seen wasn't Skillet it legit? Before. It was in a real theater, and it just wasn't like when I think of a concert, I think of like big, and it wasn't. Oh, you mean like an arena show? See, and like at the Palace or something like that. Yeah, that's what I would think of as like a concert, and that was not. And my, I actually went with my sister. She paid for the tickets. No idea how she got them. And then the only other band I seen was Skillet, and it was like what? with a church group. Skillet's a Christian band. Oh, oh, I didn't know. I that. only know Striper. They, they. I, li- uh, I like them. I, I like actually. Skillet's one of the very few Christian bands that like, like it actually caught me off guard. Uh, their song uh, "Hero" mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, and the drummer, she's only like. 
Well, when they got her, I think she was only like 15 or 16 or something like that. Yeah, she's like 19 now or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and yeah, the guitarist like, and him are dating. They they caught they caught me off guard because like I was racking out to that song like a lot and then I realized what they were singing about and I'm like It doesn't seem huh, like it. Like when you have no. to hear their music, they don't sound It's like very it. subtle. It's not like beat but, you over the head it's with It's like that. Michael W. Smith. No, actually it's more much more subtle than that. They're really? they're a, They're they're like a Who's the, the Newsboys? They they sort of do the subtle thing. Yeah, yeah, they, they yeah. It would kind of be like that, but they're more like imagine they're more um, right? Imagine like like Metallica with a smoking hot drummer. Yeah, um, that's that skillet, but who it's you just all said is nineteen. Huh? Who you just said is nineteen? Yeah, she's smoking hot though. Smoking hot drummer. There's nothing wrong with that. I have to see. I think she's older than that now. When they got her, she was like 15, she was seventeen. 16. When they got her, she, she was seventeen. Now, I think when I seen her in yeah. like two years ago, she was well, like twenty they, or something. They've been there. Answer, then. Yeah, they've been they've been together for not. Yeah, the band's been together for a while. Hold on, I'm going to look at. I, it. I, I like their music. I think the only like current band that I would pay a lot of money to see would probably be Paramore, just because their new album. Like their just, music anymore. The album that just came out is my favorite. I'm I've listened to it on repeat like every day. It's their darkest album yet, but it has a blondie vibe to it. It's like really upbeat but really dark at the same time. Which Brad's is like, awesome. I might have to check that out. Blondie, yeah, yeah, maybe. It's 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 in the style of '80s Blondie, I would say. Yeah. And then there's been shows I've seen in the past where, like every every band as they rise up will have like a it's a theater, it's arena, and if they're big enough, they move to stadiums. I want to see that. No one, no one can. Oh yeah. I'm no sorry, one can uh, sustain. Stadiums, unless you're the Rolling Stones or something. But uh, I saw Twenty One Pilots at a stadium. Yeah, I mean, they, so that's they did cool. a pretty good show. I don't even like them that much, and I was like, I was impressed. Like Zach Zach Brown Band played Comerica one year when they were at their height, mm-hmm. and they'll I never be. I would see they'll never be to Comerica again. But they're back at DT, and that's right. where their the rest of their career will play out. Um, stadium shows, okay. man, matter where you sit, though. Fuck. Yeah. Speaking she of it now, I, I would definitely see uh, Luke Bryan. Shake it. <laughs> um, I would. She was. Him. She was nineteen uh-huh. when she joined the band. Okay, so she's like probably and like twenty four now. She's twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah, yeah, she was born okay, in eighty nine. Well then, then it's okay for you to say she's smoking hot at twenty seven. <laughs> All right, hold on one second. We gotta he, call somebody, and then we're gonna stick around, Liz. Though, don't go nowhere. Thank I you. love how when I pull up Skype, this girl's face comes up every time. How to make free voice and video Here. calls? Yeah. Call that number. Who are we calling? Oh, it's a mystery. Okay. Oh, Lord. It's okay. a mystery. Has anyone seen Saving Silverman, by the way? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. when I think Neil Diamond, that's you the think first Saving thing Silverman, that I think yeah. of. Love on the Rocks. <laughs> Ain't no big thing. Yeah. You just told me. I hate that. The movie. end when they're all doing their... Yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh, I love that movie. This is a good I'll movie. I'll stay for this phone call. <laughs> my you should stay after the first break. Is this person going to answer? I don't know. Did you talk to this person? Yeah, there it is. Hello. Hi, Brad. Hey, how are you? You're alive on the air, Taylor. This is Ring Girl Taylor. Oh. How are you? Oh. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi, Taylor. Now, Hi. I saw Neil Diamond last week, and uh, so we opened the show talking about music, and then... Liz over there revealed to us that she's never been to a real concert, she doesn't think. And then I realized what you had asked me earlier. 
So I mm-hmm. was going to let you do it on the air. Aw. Okay. Well, Miss Liz, um, since you and I are around the same age, you know, sorry, Brad, you might not know about this. But Aaron Carter is supposed to be at St. Andrews tomorrow. And I was wondering if Liz would like to go with me. Ooh, she's asking you out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, no, why? I don't think so. Why? I got turned down. I no, it's not you. It's Aaron Carter that got turned down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. <laughs> it's not like it's, um, it's not Nick Now, wait, Carter. hold on. There's Rochelle's available. Rochelle might be available. Oh, she doesn't. Did you like Aaron did you Carter pay either. tickets? To, um, did you pay tickets? Pay Buy for the tickets. Pay for, <laughs> sorry. Pay yeah, for pay the for tickets. tickets. Sorry, she's she's so blown by Aaron Carter. She forgot English. Do you, did you already pay for tickets for it? No, no, yeah, I just saw it on Ticketmaster. Okay. So you don't want yeah. you don't want to go to Aaron Carter? No. Aww. Sorry, Taylor. Aww. Aww. Are Take you going to be able to go, Taylor? <laughs> it's not Nick Carter. That's the difference. Now, Taylor, yeah, I know where your head is. Yeah. Do you do you know what it's called when you go to a concert or a movie or dinner by yourself? Alone? No, it's it, it's now this phrase is catching on. It's called master dating. When you date yourself. Yeah. Yep. Well, then I'm the master wow. master dater. Yeah, it's called master dating. Wow, that so, sounds really creepy. So yeah, it does. But I would go to the. I don't see St. Andrews is a bad neighborhood though. A little too, too close for company. Um. <laughs> But so, are you going to go regardless, or or what's what's the situation? Um. Well, I did ask Ring Girl Daphne as well, and she told me she was working. Oh. Uh, so I don't know. What about uh, Chad? I, I don't. He doesn't even know it. Oh. <laughs> but he Chad should. He no should. Idea. He should man up and go. Take one for the team. Hmm. I don't even think he knows who he is. You just gotta say. Are you gonna follow your own advice? You just gotta say uh, the legacy of the Carters go way back. (laughs) I do see stuff. I'm sorry. Wait, what? How many times have I asked you to come to see new kids with me, and you're like, how? Well, this time there might be an obligation outside of uh, Michigan. Well, no, because see, our obligation to see new kids came before that. Okay, but still, then when business calls, I gotta go do business. So, like, I mean, you know, New Kids just happens to fall on a bad weekend. So, Taylor... New Kids on the Block? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah I don't know. But... <laughs> My so, is great Chelsea. radio. No, no, no. It's fantastic radio here. But, Taylor, since we have you on, we were talking about what's the most you would pay, which artists out there. So, we'll let you, you answer, too, since we called you. Who out there would get the most of your money right now? Um, we're on, I don't know, we're like, live uh, with Taylor Swinson. Like, right? how much do I pay for a ticket? Yeah, so like uh, my uh, like Jimmy's example. What was your example? You'd pay a hundred dollars for for like Disturbed or Metallica or Volbeat or you know peop, something like that. So he capped it at a hundred, and then we had Ring Girl Shannon over here who said that she would pay for the Bee Gees if they were still around. Uh, That's so her style. <laughs> yeah, it was like a lot. She knows me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know Shannon. So, like, who would it be out there, and how much would you pay? Mm, well, I don't know. Jimmy, 
I'm doing a good idea with Volpe because I'm pretty sure they have a concert coming up. They do. They're opening for Metallica. Ooh. Um, uh, Metallica but that's one that Chad would go to me with. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. It's good people watching Metallica. <laughs> I swear. That's what I remember, the the girls with their hair. No, if you want people watching, you got to go to a Slayer concert. I will oh never go god. to a Slayer concert. No, oh, my god. Huh? oh, my god. Jimmy Buffett. Oh, Watch well, 50-year-old men party like they were 20 that's, again. That's that's not people watching. That's geriatric watching. No, no. It's 50-year-olds partying like they were 20. I'm so. saying it's geriatric so watching. Uh, well, I feel bad, Taylor, that she doesn't want to go. If I wasn't working tomorrow, I would totally go to Aw, <laughs> Shannon would go. Aww. Yeah, that's... Sounds like you. <laughs> Aaron <Yeah>. Carter. <laughs> it can't be too much at, at being at St. Andrews. What's this got to be, like $20, 25 It's probably pretty cheap because it's standing room only. So. Yeah, and that only holds and 400 up there. 400 on the top, 200 on the bottom, the shelter. I've so. seen like three people there. I saw Bowling for Soup and Melanie Martinez there. Oh, I used to love those guys. Nice. Yeah, they, they played every single song pretty much. The well, Taylor, time. if you do go, you got to tell us next time you're in here how it was. Hello? Did we, we lose Taylor? Her. Yeah, we lost her. Oh, bye, Taylor. Oh, well. <laughs> she bye got t- bored and hung up. All right, we're gonna we're gonna go to our first break, and then when we come back, we're trying to track down John Chalback really quick. If not, we'll move into the UFC stuff that I had planned, and um, uh, we'll go from there. So, first break, we'll be back. You're listening to the Undercard Hand Combat Radio. Welcome back to the Undercard, episode 236. It's Wednesdays. We're doing Wednesdays till about mid-July. Then we'll go back to Tuesdays and reclaim our Tuesday nights. Uh, so the UFC has been having a bad year since pretty much the new owners have uh, bought it. Um, but I don't know if everybody's familiar with what's going on this past week. So I'm just going to break it down, get some opinions of Jimmy and stuff like that. So Demetrius Johnson, who is arguably their pound-for-pound champion right now, Mighty Mouse. Ab- absolutely. Right. Uh, he doesn't want to take a fight versus TJ Dillashaw because TJ has not fought at 125. Okay. You're and, simplifying it, but okay. Yeah. I mean, we, we could go in depth yeah, with it. No, go ahead. Um, he believes that it should be somebody that's in the flyweight division already. Mm-hmm. Not only does he believe or has earned it. Right. He believes that TJ should try to make that weight and fight one time at 125, yep. mm-hmm. which I agree on that. Mm-hmm. And he believes that um, there's some money issues here, too. If, if TJ doesn't make weight, he wants the fight canceled. And not only does he want the fight canceled, he wants TJ's purse, his purse, and, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Pay-per-view points, yes, too. Yes, pay-per-view points, correct. That's probably too far. But I, I don't do, think so. But I do see um, Demetrius Johnson has a chance to break – uh, Silva's record mm-hmm. for most consecutive title defenses. He wants to make sure that this fight actually happens. Right. Now, why I am so Mighty Mouse, all those reasons aside, people change weight divisions all the time. I, I do agree that they don't market Demetrius Johnson correctly. I, I agree with those beefs. Or at all. Right, or at all, as he's saying with the division. But Dana White, in typical Dana White fashion, basically came out and said he would cancel the flyweight division if Demetrius Johnson did not take orders. And what I've said from day one with the undercard is UFC fighters are freaking employees. They're not 
fighters in the sense that boxers are. They're employees of the UFC. And what you're seeing right now is Dana White bullying one of the fighters. Probably why they need a CBA more than anything, a collective bargaining agreement. Um, this makes UFC look even worse. I mean, it just it's been such a bad year PR for them. And we shared earlier on our page that Joe Rogan's contract is uh, expiring. Yep. No one expects it to be picked up. Nope. Joe Rogan is respected by most of the fighters that fight for it. And you know what? Yep. He's a familiarity that like makes it cool to watch UFC. But that's we'll get into Joe Rogan in a second. But what Dana White's doing is pretty much destroying – what's he been in the business? Probably 15, 14 years. Uh, it, he's destroying all he's done. In just like a couple weeks with this Demetrius Johnson thing. And I tell Rochelle this all the time. Not every fight has to be Gettysburg. There's got to be some Bunker Hills in there. There's got to be little battles that you're willing to maybe lose to win the bigger battle here. Demetrius Johnson clearly probably has a right to say who he wants to fight next to break the record. But then UFC probably has a right to say after that, would you be interested in TJ Dillashaw if he could make weight at 125 for a super fight? Now, a much better podcast than ours <laughs> had uh, Demetrius Johnson on earlier today, and he laid out the reasons why he didn't want to fight uh, TJ Dillashaw, which were amazing reasons. Um, he said, look at what Connor's doing now. This was on the Monday's edition of the MMA Hour. Connor isn't even in the sport of mixed martial arts, technically. He's a champ, and he's not even ready to defend his belt. Where's Ronda at? Exactly. No one knows. Where's my black ass at? I'm still out here trying to defend my title. I'm still trying to represent this company as the greatest combat sport on the planet Earth. The UFC wants Johnson to defend his title against former bantamweight champion TJ Dillashaw this summer. Johnson isn't interested. He'd rather fight for the belt against someone from the flyweight division who has worked his way up the ranks. Um... In his mind, there is no reason to have rankings in every division if they don't mean anything. Huge point. Johnson wants the UFC to be a true sport based on climbing the ladder. If you're basically lying to the public and selling wolf tickets like Nick Diaz would say, Johnson said, Johnson 30 has 10 straight title defenses, which is tied for the most in UFC history with Anderson Silva. In his next title defense, um, Johnson has a chance to break the record, and he won't do it against Dillashaw. Someone who has never made 125 pounds before. Mighty Mouse says he wanted to take some guarantees if Dillashaw would not make the weight. We talked about the purses and uh, what he wanted. Um, he said, what is this, Johnson said. Is this fucking amateur hour? This is the shit you do at smokers and amateur hours. This is supposed to be the pinnacle of mixed martial arts, and this is what we're negotiating. Now, I did uh, forget to tell you that um, – the UFC responded to him not about Dillashaw not making weight. They said they would have Borg there, um, and he'd be ready to fight at last minute if Dillashaw missed weight. And Johnson refused, questioning the UFC's understanding of how fighters prepare for a fight. Uh, yeah, so fighters basically go into camp knowing the strengths of their opponents, right. and then for six weeks to eight. Yeah. Break down their opponent and try to seize that. The UFC is saying if he doesn't make weight, we are going to change the opponent right. last minute. You could have somebody that's great stand up and then ground. Yeah. So you can't prepare for that. Once again, Dana White gets a terrible public relation vote on here, but I think this is the sign of a union coming. I really do. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, uh, your biggest star. I, I, I see. Okay. Yes and no. 
I see the smatterings of it starting with this. That there will be some rumblings. There's going to be people that are going to start like throwing their weight behind it, and it's going to start. And then Dana White, because of the person that he is, is going to basically come in and say, y'all are fired, mm-hmm. and basically squash it. And so it'll never get off the ground. But it's gonna you're you're gonna see it's gonna get start it's gonna start. And what's gonna happen is he's gonna squash this first attempt. You're all are fired. Then it's gonna happen again. Probably maybe not for like another couple of months or it might take a little bit, but it's gonna start happening again. He's gonna try to squash it again, and then he's gonna realize oh, oh no, if I squash this one, then I'm not going to have anybody to fight anymore. So he's going to, quote, unquote, negotiate. The union still won't happen, but he'll say he'll negotiate. And peace will be made for a while. And then eventually he's going to start doing the same thing he's been. See, I don't think this is a new thing for Dana. Oh, I think I think this is something that Dana's been doing since day one. It's the highest profile guy, but it's somebody that actually is garnering attention about it because he was such a company man before this. Because he towed the line, he didn't go and say anything. You know, when when he was talking about this, he was saying like in the past how like this would constantly happen with him, but he didn't say anything. He didn't say anything. He didn't say anything. He didn't say anything. But now he's actually saying something because he's in a position to beat the record, because he's such a hope, uh, uh, such a high profile fighter right now, because of all the things that are going on. He feels that he has like now is the time. Now he has the clout because he believes that if he you know that he's kind of protected because he's so high profile that well they're not going to do anything to me because you know I'm like you said the best pound per pound title holder right now in the UFC which is arguably true um but I think he thinks he's protected and I think that's where this is coming from he's, he now feels he's in a position where he could get something like this to happen but I feel Dana's going to squash it like like that he's going to fire Anybody who talks to you. Well, he said he would get rid of the division, which is ridiculous. Right. He was, he'll, he'll get rid of the division. He'll get rid of you know Mighty Mouse. He'll get rid of anybody that joins Mighty Mouse to try to put fear in all the other fighters, which is why I say this, this is going to start and then it's going to get squashed. And then it's going to start again and then there's going to be peace. And then eventually Dana is going to start doing the same shit that he's always been doing because Dana's a bully. He's always been a bully. He will always be a bully because bullies don't know how to not be bullies. They don't know how to play fair. They don't know how to not get their way. So he's going to start doing what he's always been doing. And then then the the union's going to actually occur because people are saying, you know what? We gave you our, your chance. You know, we, we, we started to form. We didn't form because we, we brought peace. You said that you would negotiate. We negotiated, and now you're going back on it. So now it's going to be a union. And then in the meantime, you have running parallel to this, Mark Hunt now suing the UFC, saying that they knew yep. that Brock Lesnar was on steroids. Absolutely. And endangered his health. That, Absolutely. You know, and you, you could have more lawsuits coming oh, because yeah. uh, Brock Lesnar this is didn't the f- have – the mandatory yep. testing for somebody coming back into the sport. The, the, this is just the beginning of the floodgates. This is what's going to happen. Like right now, uh, Mighty Mouse and Mark Hunt and and you know maybe a couple other people. Like 
they're sitting there and they're just slowly turning the wheels and the water's starting to come out. It's not a gush yet, but it's just starting to come out. And pretty soon more and more people are going to jump on and the floodgates are going to open and it's going to be damage control time. They need to shut off the floodgates. So that's what Dane's going to do is he's going to get rid of anybody who is causing problems. And then the floodgates will go away and then eventually somebody's going to you know, grab it again and start, you know, again. And it's going to, it's going to happen. It's, this is the beginning. It's going to get better before, or it's going to get worse. And then he's going to squash it. And then it's going to go away for a little bit. And then it's going to come back. And then it's going to really start to, to open the floodgates. And then he'll say, okay, we'll compromise. You know, I'll give you a little bit of this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then it'll be fine for a while. And then eventually he's going to start doing his, normal routine again and then that's when that's when I think the union's going to happen but I and I, I have to say this if it if they're going to do a union then they need to be represented like the people who are going to be in charge of this union I don't think should be active fighters I think active fighters should be in the union but I think the people who are going to negotiate the contracts who's going to be like kind of like the head of the union or whatever need to be former fighters former fighters who know what the UFC does but also who has no vested interest in any particular fighter because if you if you get like fighters that are active fighters that are put in charge or whatever then there's going to be you know rumors of favoritism and that they're trying to make the contracts more about them and less about other fighters where if you get fighters former fighters that have no vested interest in whether it be with ufc or with a particular fighter like those are the people that need to be like in charge of the union so that way there's no favoritism whatsoever hmm. uh Along with that, um, it was revealed um, this week that Conor McGregor might have paid for a million of his uh, Twitter followers or Facebook likes or something I like don't that. Know. Um, it's yeah, just been he, a bad. He, PR he, he week. paid for it by going to Ireland and buying everybody Guinness. I mean, <laughs> that's what he did, uh, which is a big no-no because that means uh, when when audited, your numbers aren't aren't correct and stuff. <laughs> we don't do it on our Facebook page. We don't go buy uh, likes. We're over 3,000 and not one of them's a ball. We like. don't buy likes, but we'll buy you something if you like us. That's right. <laughs> we'll buy you a beer if you come up and say right. you've listened to the show. Right. <laughs> uh, so the problem that UFC is also having is that I had a little interest in the Aldo oh. fight last week. Um, you had a little interest in the what? The Aldo fight, the Holloway. I'm uh, sorry, Aldo. there was a fight last week? Yeah. Um, but as a fan, they've kind of lost me. But as a media person, I have to follow it. But as a fan, I'm looking forward to John Jones versus uh, uh, DC, Daniel Cormier, Mm -hmm. because I hate DC. Mm -hmm. And I want John Jones to just come out of this cocaine haze and just (laughs) whip some ass. Yeah. Uh, But after that, I... You know, it's few, far, and in between, really. Lately, uh, you, you I, I have fun for watching me, the other promotions more. Yeah, and I, and actually, that's kind of me right now too. Is like, I'm not like there hasn't been a UFC fight that I've really been like. I, honestly, like, I, there might have been one after the last Rousey fight, but honestly, like. I just haven't been really that interested in, in in any fights just because they're, like, so lackluster, you now, know? Liz used to go to Buffalo Wild Wings and places to watch the fights. Have you been to anywhere to watch the fights lately? I have not. 
Does your boyfriend even like the fights anymore? Um, he watched it when or when I had to work or whatever. He watched it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, do people, the people that you're with, do they still go out and go watch them and stuff like that? Well, the group of people that, you know, that I used to go <laughs> with, I don't I even know if they still don't. go out, though. I, I don't know. I don't really talk to them. Yeah, and then did you see Buffalo Wild Wings is hurting? Did you see that as a company, them and Applebee's? Yeah, because of the quote-unquote millennials. They, they were bl- blaming it on millennials. No, they, 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 blame don't know it on they blame everything on millennials. But yeah. you blame it on the shit food you have. Right, dude, I hate <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings, and that's not because we have the great relationship with Hooters. I, I hate fucking Buffalo Wild Wings. I don't see... Okay. Unless they want to sponsor us after Hooters is done. They don't serve any fish, nice and I'm on a pescatarian diet, so there's not a whole lot I can eat there anymore. Well, not even it's not even that. It's the I atmosphere. The atmosphere of <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings to me is the bro atmosphere. Bunch of thirty something year old past their prime used to be college quarterbacks going to Buffalo Wild Wings and like get drunk and be belligerent like. I, I just it's they not have an, a good happy hour though. Yeah, I I just it's not a and plus I just their wings are not that good. No, their wings are not that good. You Applebee's know? wings are better than theirs. Yeah, and Applebee's <laughs> food. You know, I mean, it's all right. I, I let me okay. I will eat at Applebee's on one of two occasions uh, on Veterans Day when I get free food. Okay, uh, and also if I have a gift card. That's when I'll go eat yeah, at Applebee's. Applebee's. Otherwise, I'm usually probably eating at like a Chili's or something. Eat good in your neighborhood. Well, I like Applebee's, but a lot of their stuff is microwaved. Well, that's exactly why I don't oh, like it. Wow. It's Alleged. it's not. No, it's. I know people I know, who work there. I know cooks, <laughs> I, and that's kind of why I don't like Applebee's anymore. Is I found out what happens, like you know how they prepare the food or whatever. Nothing like, well, I feel like gross if or you grotesque knew, or anything. Uh, every place no, no, no. I'm not saying food. I'm not saying like gross or grotesque, but like for instance, like I love steak, right? Like steak is one of like if I'm going out to a restaurant, I'm usually going to get like a nice steak, right? Heck yeah. Applebee's, they take the steak, it's frozen. They take the steak, they put it in the microwave until it thaws. Then they drop it onto the thing and and Were cook there? it. All right? I know people like Allegedly. They they legitly have a microwave in their kitchen. Yeah, mm-hmm. allegedly. No, it's See, no, not allegedly. No, uh-huh. go on. I, no, I was just saying. Weird. But so like, and 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 when I've had Applebee's steaks, it's not that you can taste the difference. The the it it it's got a blander kind of taste to it. Now, that's why bars uh, make some of the best food. They go buy it where we buy it at my right. like a, a local bar. Exactly, but that's Their burgers and shit. They go buy it where they buy it, and then they prepare it like you would prepare it at right. home. Well, and that's why I like Chili's because Chili's their steaks are a lot more fresh. They don't microwave it beforehand. It's already pre. Like sometimes it takes a little bit longer to get your food because um, they're they're what they do is they have a certain amount of uh, steaks and foods and stuff or whatever that have gone from frozen to chilled and then they take the chilled meat and then they cook that so they're not microwaving it and it tastes a lot better it's got like a lot of that freshness like locked in no place should ever have a microwave in their kitchen the worst thing about like applebee's in new york city is that that's the only applebee's where i've ever like walked out because the service was so terrible and everything but that's new york yeah but there's no lunch combo there's no two for 20 literally the um, Fiesta Lime Chicken, which is what I used to get a yeah. lot at 
was twenty dollars. Yeah, because it's New York and everything. I was like, I'm not like, paying twenty dollars for Applebee's food. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's two for twenty. No, not it's York. not at not one New York. One meal for twenty. Two. Yeah, two it's 20. not it's not in New York. They they jack all the price up because it's New York and hey, it's New York. I'll it's normally like everyone's. Hey, hey, oh, hey, hey, yeah. Hey, we're going to overcharge you because you're in New York. What do you want? I'll normally reason in my head to spend an extra 10 and go to Outback or something. I love Outback. Oh, that, yeah. I love Outback. Uh, For a little um, bit more, you can get so also, much more. Also, uh, Chicago. Um, the no, pizza place? No, 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 no. Uh, the, the Roadhouse. Uh, not Texas Te- Roadhouse, Logan's? though. Logan's. Logan's. Thank you. Logan's. Their portions are not that big, though. No, but their their food is really good. Yeah. 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 So, good, so Logan's and Texas Roadhouse have a high peanut thing going on, and I can't. Oh yeah, do you those. can't do those. Yeah, oh. I forgot. Yeah, they immediately they crush are my them, enemy. Like right there on the table. You yeah. Can eat them on the table. They yeah. give you a bucket of them at Logan's. Mm-hmm. Now, see, Liz wouldn't mind. She'd drag me in there because she brings peanut butter sandwiches and shit around okay, us all the time. Okay, but I warned him though. One time, I did offer him Reese M and M's in the car once, and I completely forgot. But when I eat peanut butter, I normally warn him like, "Hey, I eat peanut butter before I came." Or even at the Golden Gloves, I whipped out some peanut butter Peanut butter sandwiches or something. Yeah. Peanut butter crackers, like, hey, Brad, just so you know. It was a nice heads up. But yeah. at the same time, like. Yeah. yeah. My favorite restaurant ever was, like, this really small one that went out of business, like, several years ago. It's called the Family Buggy. Family Buggy. Yeah, Not familiar with They didn't with have very many of them. But they were, like, local Michigan uh, restaurants. And they had, like, everything was fresh. And it was set up to be, like, a Victorian. Like, when you went in, everything was, like, Victorian. It was really cool. See, Buffalo Wild Wings banks so much on UFC, how we got off the subject there, is that, like, I wonder, because, you know, they're, they're simple flying and saying millennials. But, you know... I, I don't know how much that's contributing to some of their problems. B-dubs is expensive for what they give you, really. B-dubs? Yeah. I don't like their wings. I don't it's like their sauce. expensive for what you're getting. Yeah. I don't like their, you know. I know the waitresses' complaints back in the day were that people would come at 7 and then grab a table, they'd eat, and then they'd sit at the table till the fights happened, not ordering any more food. So, like, mm-hmm. over that time, they're making only just a little bit of a tip, which is horrible. Um, would you get peanuts on it? No, I got pecans because of you. Are you? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you could be around those either. No, I can be around pecans. No, I asked them and they said that okay. I could choose, so I got you all. Thank you. Ooh, we were just yeah, talking about, about her trying to like uh, kill you. Yeah, how she does it's it. All in your head, him. Brad. Yes, peanut guys. allergies are not real. <laughs> just, say, oh, just, they, a, just ask. Just ask. No, no, no. Nah, nah. Just ask. Uh, 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 who was that? It wasn't Comey. It was. I think it was DeVos who said that. Betsy DeVos. She said that peanut allergies are not real. They're all a figment of the imagination. Oh no, I didn't see that. Yeah. Um, my eye can do amazing things around <laughs> peanuts, and like it <laughs> is look, something out of Star Trek, where like the weebles get them. You you look like uh, Hitch, right? Yeah, it's yeah. pretty bad, dude. Yeah. It's it's ah! freaky, no, and I I've, can feel it first before I can breathe. It not eat them or touch them, but just like it, like the smell of it. And he had a whip out an EpiPen. Yeah, it was yeah. that bad. We were talking so that I Texas Roadhouse and Logan's is immediately off my list because yeah, it's sad. Yeah, yeah. I used to love Max and Irma. Just That's just where I met my do boyfriend. a Benadryl tracer <laughs> before you go in there. Mm-hmm. I could do that. Yeah, I do take Benadryls when it is happening. Mm-hmm. I can I can sense it right away. Yeah, it's, he'll be like, 
Is it's, my eye doing it? Yeah. <laughs> it's trying. Yep. It's trying to figure out where you came into contact with it. That will bother you if you didn't yeah. have any experience. But we were talking about UFC and uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. But we'll go to our, uh, what's, what's on, on tap. tap. All right, and go to a break, and then we'll finish up the show. All right. Trying to find John Chal back out there. Call us, Jen. But not right now. Have you guys no. ever went to Bahama Breeze? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have such good fresh fish. It's they have fresh everything. Here. Oh. Yes. No, that's right. You can talk. <laughs> All right. Uh, once again, this is What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. Rochelle, can you bring down the slider for me, please? Thank you. Uh, all right. I just had it pulled up. Uh, where did it go here? Nope. That wasn't it. Hold on. Shoot. It's a lot of fudge. There it is. Okay. <laughs> Uh, boxing June 9th at Verona, New York on Showtime. We have Joel Diaz Jr. versus Regis uh, Paragas. Ten rounds for the junior welterweights. Uh, moving down to, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this one just because of the amount of titles on there. Uh, we have Cecilia Brockhaus versus Erica Annabella. Uh, Ferraris, 10 rounds for the welterweights for Baracus's women's WBC, WBA, IBF, and WBO welterweight titles. And that's June 9th um, at, in Norway. Uh, moving down June 10th at Sloan in Iowa. Uh, CBS Sportsnet, we have Danielle Franco versus Jose Haro. 10 rounds for the featherweights. Uh, moving on to at Belfast, Northern Ireland on AWE. We have Lee Haskins versus Ryan Burnett. 12 rounds for Haskins' IBF bantamweight title. Uh, moving down to, uh, let's see, June 11th at Lancaster, Pennsylvania, PBC on Fox Sports 1. We have Brandon Rios versus Aaron uh, Herrera. 10 rounds for the welterweights. Uh, moving down to MMA, uh, not a whole lot going on. I mean, depending on where you are, uh, we do have UFC Fight Night 110 on June 10th. It's uh, Hunt versus Lewis uh, in the Vector Arena in Auckland, New Zealand. And uh, that's pretty much it as far as um, MMA goes. Lots of uh, fighting around the world, but... Uh, nothing around here. So once again, that's What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. Uh, we're going to go to a couple of songs, and then we'll be right back. Welcome back to the undercard, everybody. Uh, I did get a hold of John Chalbeck. I'm thinking he's going to call in here in a minute. Uh, that was just Eddie Vedder out of sand. Everything he does is amazing. <clears throat> Everything he does is amazing. Absolutely. But it's part of the Twin Peaks soundtrack. So, But him and David Lynch are friends. <laughs> of course they are. Uh, he knows everybody, Eddie Vedder. Yep. So he says he's calling in. But the you can talk in the me- you can talk in the, the meantime because he's actually texting. Okay, well, um, Shannon um, – are there characters on there that haven't come back? Yes. Well, I mean, first of all... Bobby? Um, no, Bobby is on it. Okay. Um, Leo, who was Shelly's husband, mm-hmm. will not be back. They're talking Twin um, Peaks, by the way. Bo- the one who played Bob originally, he's dead, so he... 
Oh. They can't use him. They can only use past footage of him, which sucks because he's like a major, major God, he was scary. CGI him. Yeah, he was. Um, Or just recast the character. Yeah, but it's not the same. Oh, and the biggest character is Donna. Because she got plastic surgery in real life, and she's unrecognizable. Oh, really? Yeah, and she won't. Uh, she won't be a part of any. She wasn't even in Firewalk with me. They, they. Uh, I remember that. Yeah, they recast her, and then there was a big uproar from fans about mm-hmm. them recasting her. But she wouldn't agree to come back, and she was a major character. Yeah. James, because James came back, and like all these other people did, but she's really the only main character that's not a part of it. Huh. So. Oh well, good they've brains. added a lot of new people too, though, which makes it like a is little. Is the log lady still alive? What is the log lady still alive? Yes, mm-hmm. she's still a main character. Oh, another person is the man from another place. The little yeah, yeah, he's not a part of it either. I don't know why. The little guy? Yeah. I can't imagine Twin Peaks with how I am. I think I'm not sure if he's alive either. Oh, that's, that's true. what I was His wondering. Life expectancy yeah. is probably not. Yeah, because when did the series originally happen? It was uh, 90, over, 91 or 92. I think it was right. actually 89. We got John Chalbeck. We got to an answer really quick, and we'll go back to Twin Peaks. Hey, John. Welcome to the Undercard. How are you? Hey, what's up, Brad? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good. We are joined by John, the Florida Keys kid. Uh, Chalbeck, Cha Daddy. You got more nicknames than uh, Muhammad Ali, I think, had when he was uh, going. But uh, really quickly, <laughs> you're fighting June 23rd. Motor City, you're fighting uh, Drew Murray's brother, uh, Rick, Rick Murray. Uh, the Murray brothers yep. are tough kids, and it's all happening. Tell us a little bit about this fight. It's the co-main event and uh, the development as as you build your career. Um, well, I mean, the uh, uh, Rick, you know, uh, was been interested in fighting me, I guess, and uh, you know, we there were negotiations for maybe a King of the Cage matchup, but. You know, I was, I'm trying to get down and wait, uh, to go back down and wait, but I decided that, you know what, if Rick really wants to fight me, then I'll fight him on this Motor City card and I'll even go up and wait to fight him, uh, at 160, which usually, you know, is a little heavy for me. I'm usually fighting heavy at 154 already, but I decided I'm going to go up and, you know, give him his wish. You know, he wants to fight me, so, you You're know, so we'll sweet, get John. it done. And, uh, <laughs> Now, is there everybody was talking online that there's like there's some rivalry, and then you kind of hinted there's no rivalry there. I mean, is there anything between you and the the Murray brothers or, or Rick Murray, or is it just that you want to fight um, tough competition? Uh, I don't know that there is any rivalry. I got nothing but respect for Drew or Rick. I think they're both as tough as you say, and um, you know, I think one of the things that kind of hurts them is they'll fight anybody, anytime, anywhere. And lots of times they end up going out of town and fighting against the judges. And, you know, they end up coming up on the short end of the stick. You know, I think, you know, both those guys could have better records if they, if they, you know, fought a little bit smarter. But at the same time, you know, I, I respect the, the, their mentality. And that's the mentality that Rick brings into this fight. He's not scared of me. He wants to prove that he'll be my toughest fight. And all those guys think that I've had a bunch of easy matchups and, you know, on in their opinion, you know, since I do MMA too, that that may be so. I I think a lot of the MMA guys like to put me up on a pedestal because uh, you know they like to think of me as just a boxer, even though you know I, I'm pretty good at MMA myself. 
Mm. Now, uh, your fight against Kelly True, uh, one-punch knockout. You said you wanted a one-punch knockout, and you got it. Uh, but that was a vicious knockout, no matter if it was his pro debut. I mean, he did come from boxing experience, but uh, that was a, a showcasing moment. Did anyone get really crystal clear video of that? Um, yeah, I mean, there's quite a few. I mean, I had video from my corner, uh, and then there was a couple other videos from some uh, some of the, the fans that were there, and, you know, I they've been circulating around, you know, online and stuff like that. But there's definitely a couple good angles that, you know, if I'm sure if the right people saw it, you know, it could have gone viral or something like that. But, you know, I think the video only got up to about 22,000 views and then it kind of slowed down. So didn't go as viral as, you know, one would have hoped their highlight video too. But it's all right. You know, I, like you said, I, I had this vision that I wanted to uh, not put him down with a body shot but knock him out cold with a headshot and you know if you envision it to be true and you work hard then you know lots of times it will be so so that's the way I believe you know my life is going to pan out you know if I believe if I work hard and I keep my my goals and my vision and tunnel vision then I'll accomplish them no matter if they're going to the University of Michigan or winning an MMA fight or winning uh, a boxing fight. Now, as you said, you're fighting at a heavier weight. How do you eat clean and, and, and still feel like you have your energy, even though that the last few fights you've had, you're, you're used to cutting and then getting the energy the day of uh, the fight? Oh, it's it's like Conor McGregor says. He's like, steak for breakfast, steak for lunch, steak for dinner. <laughs> you're just eating what? Uh, steak, protein, protein, protein. I, I, I love that kind of diet. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but uh, honestly, I've been eating, uh, you know, been, you know, uh, eating steak, vegetables, you know, lots of protein shakes, you know, doing lots of running and sparring and stuff like that. Nothing really out of the ordinary, just I don't have to get down to salads and, you know, really, really cut off, you know, all the good stuff, you know, like I usually would. Now, as your boxing career is going, as you said, oh, keep going. This will be my last. This will this will be my only fight for a while at 160. After this, I am gonna accomplish my goal of getting down to 147 and 145 for MMA. And um, you know, I'm not gonna be, you know, messing around with the higher weight classes anymore and get more serious about my my diet and my discipline when it comes to nutrition because that is the biggest thing. Now, uh, the question I was going to ask just a second ago, as your boxing career is progressing and you're, you're getting wins and you're undefeated also as an MMA fighter, what is the plan going forward? Is it going to be one one, and then do an MMA fight, then do a boxing fight? Is it going to be every other? Or have you sit down with James I, and, and tried to figure out your, your training plan about this? I think it's just, you know, I just take it one fight at a time, you know. I mean, sometimes I'm signed up for two fights at once. And I may have something, a prospect or something, but I don't usually sign the dotted line until I'm I'm done with the other one. And uh, I just take it one fight at a time, you know. I think there's a lot more boxing opportunities for me usually during the year. Um, You know, and I, I like boxing more, so I think that is that is my forte but at the same time like it's really important to be diverse and keep your opportunities and options open you know i think getting more wins in mma will 
you know, okay, if the UFC, whoever calls first, you know, the HBO, the Showtime, the UFC, I really don't care. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. You're a boxing fan just like I'm a boxing fan. We've been treated to, so far, a tremendous year of boxing. The fights have been great. Not only the fights have been great, we're getting the matchups we want. I have to hear your take about Ward Kovalov coming up here in a, a week. Who you like in that one? And uh, now that Canelo and Triple G is happening, who do you like in that one? Oh, man. Well, you already know that I like my man, Triple G. Uh, he's he's my main man. I'm always going to go with Triple G. Uh, I did see a picture of him, though, that looked like he had the same problem with me not too long ago after this last fight. He looked like he was about 195 pounds. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, looked like it looked like he had gained quite a bit of weight after fighting Daniel Jacobs. So that had me kind of worried. You know, I know Canelo keeps himself in tip-top uh, shape. You know, yeah, Canelo's always trying. He never lets himself get big, you know. Yeah, so that's one thing that had me kind of worried. But, you know, I, I assume he'll be in the best shape of his life, you know, come September. And, you know, I'm really excited about that fight. I hope it's way more exciting than the Julio Cesar Chavez fight, uh, which was just a complete and utter just disaster for boxing, <laughs> watching that fight. You know, how much money De La Hoya made off that farce was just unbelievable. Uh, I think that was worse than than this whole Conor McGregor uh, Floyd Mayweather thing, which is a complete you know, act, but at the same time, I'd be more interested in watching that than ever watching Canelo and who in your fight again. Yeah, so on this Ward-Kovalev fight, this is uh, happened in the same... Oh, Ward and Kovalev, I, yeah. I picked Ward last time, and I'm going to pick Ward again, even though I think kind of won the first fight uh, with the knockdown. I think he was a little bit more aggressive, but I'm going to go with Ward again. You know, even though the judges may have gave Ward the favorable decision, you know, he still won, and I still got my points in the, the Scotty Buck fancy boxing <laughs> league uh, for picking Ward. So, you know, I'm very proud of that. So you can ask Greg Bugziger about that. And I'm going to pick Ward again. I think Kovalev doesn't. It, it was like neither one of those guys wanted to finish each other off towards the end of the fight. They both just wanted to coast. Exactly. To the decision. And, uh, you know, I think uh, I think Kovalev, if he's going to beat Ward, he needs to have that killer instinct that he's had his whole career and try to get him out of there and not try to coast. We're being joined by uh, John Chalback. He is fighting June 23rd. There's probably only a few tickets left. It's happening at Motor City Soundboard uh, in Detroit, Michigan. How do you like the venue, Motor City? To me, that's my favorite venue to watch boxing. How's it to uh, fight as a boxer? My favorite venue to do anything. And absolutely the best venue in Michigan, in my opinion, Uh the only drawback is that some of our fans, you know, that aren't 21 don't get to partake in the festivities because it's 21 and up. But other than that, uh, I, it's the best venue. Uh, you know, it's it's all the lighting, the atmosphere, the the people, the uh, the employees, uh, you know, the uh, the back rooms, you know, the, with all the pictures and everything in the back, like. Uh, I just think it's just it's world class, and you know I'm always whenever there's a you know I'm always first one to call Carlos and be like, hey, are you can I get on this? Are you putting me on this? Like, what's the deal? You know, I'm calling him, you know, or he lets me know right away. So, you know, I've 
rarely do I ever turn down a casino show. Now, uh, speaking of casino shows, you got an MMA casino show coming up in August. Talk about that really quick before we let you go. Um, Dual Combat Sports is putting on their, you know, we've had a lot of boxing shows going on, and now we're putting on uh, our second uh, MMA show, which will be a pro-am. Making is going on right You know, it seems like, you know, the bad thing is that the casino, uh, you know, they give us a date that we have to work around. You know, it's not like we can put in a bid for dates or anything like that. You know, they, they have a really busy schedule, and, this is them, you know, trying to, you know, try to give MMA a try. And us trying to convince them that they need to, you know, get back into MMA. You know, they're going to give it a try. And if it's successful, then hopefully we'll get, you know, three shows a year there, just like boxing. And that's happened on August 25th, correct? August 25th, correct. All yes, right. Sir. All right, so every, uh, give a shout-out to where people can follow you again um, if they haven't listened to a previous show w- that you've been on. Where can everybody find uh, Ch- Chad Eddy? Um, you can follow me on Instagram or Facebook at the Florida Key Kid 7 um, You know, my nicknames are the Florida Keys Kid, John, Chad Eddy, Chalbeck. So I only have two nicknames, not a million, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you can uh, – you can uh, follow me by looking up either one of those two nicknames. I think they're pretty unique, and um, no one else has ever had them. So. All right. We will see you in two weeks, John. You take care. Thanks so much for having me. You guys are awesome. All take right. Care. That is John Chalbeck. It's happening uh, in two weeks, um, June 23rd, mm-hmm. Motor City Casino. Um, but, yeah, so before we had John, we were talking a little bit about Twin Peaks. J- so, Jimmy, did, uh, were you huge on that show? <clears throat> or you can talk really quick. I was going to say, so I looked it up. Uh, it debuted on April 8th, 1990. God, I'm old. Uh, and it second, uh, it was uh, uh, it was one of the top-rated series of 1990, but declining ratings led to its cancellation after its second season in 91. It nonetheless gained a cult following and has been referenced in a wide variety of media. In subsequent years, when Twin Peaks has often been listed among the greatest television dramas of all time. Um, the narrative draws on elements of crime drama, but its uncanny tone, supernatural elements, and campy, melodramatic portrayal of eccentric characters also draw on American soap operas and horror tropes. Like much of Lynch's work, it is distinguished by... God bless you. you. Uh, it is distinguished by surrealism and offbeat humor, as well as distinctive cinematography. The show's acclaimed score was composed by Angelo. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that in collaboration with Lynch. It was followed by a 1992 feature film, Twin Peaks Fire Walk with Me, that serves as a prequel to the television series. Uh, in October 2014, Showtime announced that the series would return as a limited series, which premiered on May 21st, 2017. The limited series is written by Lynch and Frost and directed by Lynch. Many original cast members, including McLaughlin, have returned. Awesome. I am excited to see that. I can't believe it's been 1990 because I remember watching that yeah. when it originally came out. Uh, man, 1990. You remember back then when you'd miss an episode, there was no lo- no way to watch another episode. Like you, you had to catch up from somebody else telling you what happened. Right? Yeah. There. Well, must see TV. Point it was, TV. It, yeah, must see TV. It was a point TV. But uh, 
If you were really into it, you'd set your VCR to record yeah, it. that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I'll be honest. I never knew how to set my VCR, how to record on the timer. My grandma yeah. still does that for General Hospital every day. She has a VCR? Yes. And yeah. she uses awesome. She tapes General Hospital when she's not home on her, v- on her my yeah. VCR. Her stories. Oh, wow. Her story. Does she tape over them or does she have them stories. all? She tapes over them. Oh, like okay. That. And then whenever she would miss one, like for, it wouldn't go. Um, mm-hmm. We have a. We used to have the soap channel or whatever. It's like a, a just whenever soap you net. miss. Yeah. But it's called something else now. And she would call me and be like, come get the tape and tape it for me. <laughs> she missed it. Now, was she a huge, uh, was it, who was the couple on Luke, Luke and Laura. Laura. Was she a Luke and Laura? You remember when they got married in the 80s, people actually left work for the Luke and Laura wedding and thought it was real. Was she big into it? In she the hasn't, it I don't real, think she watched well, I mean, it. They yeah. felt that, part of their life. Yeah. She started watching it later on, but I mean, I know those characters because I actually watched General Hospital with her for about seven years. It's, so I knew a lot of them. Same thing with me because my mom used to watch all my children and... I, See, we were channel so two. I, we were channel two, so we watched like as the world turns and yeah. uh, no, we were, guiding I, light. It was all it was all my children and uh, my first ex wife watched Days of Our Lives, and so I got like I hated it. I hated myself for it, but I got into it. I got into the stories, and then I'd be like. And then I would find out something had happened like years later. I'm like, wait, what happened? And I'm like, God dang it, I hate that I know this. I stopped watching General Hospital when James Franco played himself as a villain called Franco. I remember that. Like, (laughs) really? And I just like, that kind of lost me there when I started realizing how ridiculous soap operas were. I was like, I think I'm done now. My favorite thing about soap operas that I've ever seen is that when they recast the role and someone else is playing them, like the, they talk over it, they voice over it, and they'll be like, "Now playing the role of Brad Snyder is Todd Richardson," and that's that's a, and they don't explain what happened to the other actor that it was contractual, but now you've got to adjust to like a new yeah. looking character. Well, or they, what they would do is they would like kill off the other character, or something would happen to that character, and then they would come back, and it was like. Oh, I had I was lost in. A, I had in a, brain surgery. I had brain surgery, <laughs> and they put my brain in another body. They literally did really that with Jason. And, yeah, yeah. Or, or like they they've been lost at sea for for years, and then they come back and they had plastic surgery, so they look nothing like themselves. They did that, but it's really me. Too. Well, all yeah. my children had that gray-haired actor who also played his brother, who yes. wasn't as smart. Right. Like he yes. was a, a special needs mm-hmm. person. I often wondered if he got paid for two roles. He should have. He did. How many listeners have we lost? I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, you know what? Who, Who cares? cares? Yeah. We're talking soap opera. This is our show. He we'll should... talk about what we want to talk about. I we... don't get why Twin Peaks was considered a soap opera, though. Because No, it borrowed you know... from soap opera elements. Yeah. Well, yeah, the yeah. overdramatic and the... Right. But it was way too weird to ever be a real soap opera. Smell the but... fart. But Smell Carter... the fart acting. Carter would have never been able to do X-Files if Twin Peaks wasn't around. That's because true. Because you needed something that weird. Yeah. X-Files wouldn't have worked worked before Twin Peaks. Um, did you get that reference? Smell I, the fart acting? Yes, okay. I did. When everything is like really drawn it. out. And what, like, what's it's the, from Friends. It's a Joey. See, I will not get it. No. Okay. Don't Joey, Joey in, in his acting classes or whatever, <laughs> when he was talking about soap opera acting, it was called smell the fart acting, which is if, if you have a line but you can't remember, so it'd be like, my line would be like, Brad, we have to get this guy into surgery. He... 
Has a brain tumor. <laughs> I mean, that's it's, it's that exact thing. You, so it's a pause or reflect. It's a pause. It's a pause, but it's like you you smell a fart. So you talk and you're trying to think of the next line. You go. And it's like you smelled a fart. <laughs> if you ever watch the Friends bloopers, they're all yes. on YouTube, and there's yeah, yeah. this one where it's literally him like ten times just being like his line is, yeah. "I don't know what to do," and then he keeps forgetting, and he's like, "Or say," and he just like he yeah. literally forgets it like five times. Yeah. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. I've yeah. probably seen less than twenty Friends episodes. Never saw the finale. Never got it. I loved Friends. Friends. The was, bloopers are honestly almost yeah. funnier than like the actual show. And for some Usually reason, David are. David Schwimmer, <laughs> he, his voice cracks all the time, and it's just hilarious. He has bloopers. a very weird voice. <laughs> yeah, Michelle was big into it. Yeah, I, I mean, Ross is my favorite she character. Like carry it anymore? Like you don't talk about it ever. It's not on anymore. I know, but like. It, there's and a lot if, of things that I well, talk about that. Well, that would also, you know, have to do with the fact that if I made the references, you'd look at me like I'm stupid. That's right. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I didn't know that reference. No. So I know you the characters. You know, you know, you know this. I yeah. do know that one. Yeah, I do that one. And not because I saw Unagi. the his lobster. <laughs> That's another favorite one. You're my lobster. Yes. I say that She's to my boyfriend all the time. Yeah. <laughs> or we were on a break. Uh, Everybody knows that one. Yeah, uh, bracelet buddies. The only one bracelet I saw that I yeah. laughed at was Princess the one where um, banana hammock. <laughs> Phoebe says her eyes when she sees them naked across the other. My apartment. eyes. Yeah, <laughs> her friends haven't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's the only one I remember and actually laughed. <laughs> or at or wait, Unagi. Aha. Salmon spring roll. That's, yeah, that's what I was just doing a minute <laughs> yep. ago. But, and you know, uh, what was the other one? It was this one, and then he had this one, too, at the end. <laughs> What's the second one mean? Huh? It's the same thing, it's but they the had to do thing, a new one. But they one. had to do a new one because everybody was doing that. In high yeah. school, I yeah. used to do that to everyone, and they would just be like, I didn't want to actually do this all to people. <laughs> because they just didn't know what it meant, unless they watched yep. Friends. And right. A lot of the people didn't, so I was like, oh, well... <laughs> Teachers don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Liz, do you watch any series right now? Big Bang Liz. Theory. Liz lives under I do a watch rock. Big Bang Theory. Okay, yes. good. Did you see the most recent uh, story I'm pretty arc? sure I'm caught up on all of them. Okay, yes. did you see the last episode? There was a I'm big thing that happened the last yeah, episode. Yeah, can I say it? I, I, Wait, yeah. no, I okay, don't I don't it, Hashtag so. spoilers. Don't okay, so so he proposed. Yeah. Yeah, I okay. see that one. Right, Which one? Who's Sheldon? he? Sheldon. <laughs> Sheldon proposed to Amy. Mm-hmm. So so there was Whoa. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. He just got married my, in real my, life though, too, right? Who? Sheldon. Well, I don't know, it's no, a guy. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's been no, he's had a, he I think they've been married for a while. I I thought they were married already. Yeah, I don't know, but I most 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 nineties uh, conversation and and you might be the only one that gets this. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> so that that was uh, Joey Lawrence and uh, Keanu Reeves having a conversation. The funny thing is that I I got it. Tracy yeah. and my friend Tracy and I we would do this thing. Uh, we would repeat the SNL skit when they had um, Joey Lawrence and. It was Joe. It wasn't Joy Lawrence on there, but it was. But it was an actor being Joy right, Lawrence, right? Him, yeah. Blossom, and Six. Okay. And they were talking about talking to Mr. Russo about um, balloons for a party, but they were condoms. And they kept telling, him, <laughs> "No, Mr. Russo, they're balloons for a party." <laughs> I, I, I the nineties SNL sketches are yeah. The best I used to do. I used to do the cheerleaders 
all the time. Will Ferrell and uh, Alexa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was it? Uh, what was it? Taco, burrito. What's coming out of your speedo? You got troubles. Ooh, you're blowing bubbles. Ooh, you stink. I'll just say, like, sometimes that somebody needs the perfect cheer or something. <laughs> well, you know, it was funny. It was funny, too, because I was on. I was on the swim team when they that skit came out, and we actually had – there was a basketball game going on in the gym, but our team was losing horribly. And our swim team, it was my senior year, it was actually good that year, and we actually had a chance to, like, win cities because Dearborn always won, but we had a chance that year, and we were swimming against Dearborn. So the cheerleaders basically abandoned the basketball players and came in to cheer us in the pool, <laughs> and nobody knew what to do. We're like, we have cheerleaders. What the hell is going on? And then they did that cheer or whatever, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. Were you a relay man, 200? Uh, uh, so I was, I was uh, usually the anchor on the 400 and also uh, the 200 IM. Um, I, but freestyle, I was the, uh, yeah, the anchor. Um, but I also swam the 500. That was like my, I was a long distance swimmer. That's a lot of swimming. Uh, I usually swam four events every meet, depending on, well, I meant on the, the meet. 500 meters. That's a lot. Oh, that's, it was 20 laps. It was tw- uh, 25 meter, you know, pool. That's a lot. Yeah. But, I lose count. but, uh, I also swam, um, in, uh, it, cause that was just for, High school, but I, I swam between my junior and senior year. I swam with the uh, Dearborn Swim Club. They were called the Dolphins or whatever. Um, and that's why Dearborn always beat everybody because all of their swimmers would swim year-round in these clubs because their parents could afford to put them in these clubs. And none of the other schools, you know, the parents could afford to have their kids swim year-round. So that's why Dearborn annihilated us but we actually had a fundraiser my junior year so that we could all go and swim on the swim clubs during the the summer but the summer ones it was all olympic uh lengths so instead of the 500 it was the thousand instead of the 200 it was the 400 instead of the 400 it was the 800 because the pool length is doubled in size right so the same amount of lengths it's just the distance that you go is a lot longer but I was still a I was still a, a a distance swimmer, and I was actually pretty good. I I went to state. I didn't win anything, but I actually went there. See, I could never be on the swim team because does anyone else have this problem? When I'm swimming all out, I end up in the wrong direction. I, I do can't that. go straight. You, you know what? Honestly, like I'll it's, hit somebody in a pool. <laughs> I when I started my junior my junior in junior high school when I started on the swim team, um, and the only reason I was on the the swim team in junior high school was because. Uh, they let everybody on the team. You didn't have to, like, try out or whatever. Um, and it was the only sport that I could do. Um, but I, I had the same problem where I would swim and I'd swim, 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 and I would start hitting hitting the lane markers. But eventually you learn how to control it. And how it is is it's not how fast you're moving. It's every move is in precision and you're basically moving your hand in a certain way so that you stay straight. But the only the only stroke that I could not do was backstroke. I could not do it. I don't know why. I just got freaked out doing a backstroke. I don't know why. I could do everything else, breaststroke, butterfly, American crawl or cherry freestyle. Picker. Cherry picker. That's a cherry picker. That's the one where you're like this. That's, that's side, side stroke. stroke. They always the cherry picker. But that's that's not an actual. <laughs> that's not an actual. Uh, um, that's the one I'm really stroke. good at. <laughs> yeah, 
that's, that's not a, a stroke one. in in competitive swimming, though. That's one for survival. When that you're that's to rest. that's a life that's a lifeguard yes. thing. Yeah, yeah, when you're trying to like just rest a little bit and try to keep. Oh, going. I'm good or if you're or if you're do like lifeguard and stuff like that, which I did. I was a lifeguard for many years. Um, Baywatch. It's a bad movie. <laughs> I actually kind of want to see it. No, surprise, I do just surprise. because. Only because Zach got friends in it, though. And I, I want to see it just because, you know what? I'm expecting it to be terrible, so. It is bad. Yeah. I didn't laugh. It, it's. I mean, it's it can't be any worse than the TV show, so. No, it's, the TV it's your show typical, was good. No, it like, wasn't. current comedy. Yeah, it wasn't. Jimmy, the TV show was good for one reason only Pam Anderson. Well, wh- when did Baywatch come out? Yeah, well, let me find out. I we go back to friends. I guarantee Chandler you, I was hitting puberty. And Joey would just watch them run. Still to this day, if I see like a red bathing suit, it does something. <laughs> it, it had to be like pre puberty. I'm being serious. Uh, the show ran its original title and format from 1989 to 1999. Yeah, I was only hitting puberty. It in was on for that so long. Yeah. Oh it my was god! From I say I've never watched one from ninety-nine. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> from ninety-nine to two thousand and one, there was a setting change and a large cast overhaul, and it was known as Baywatch Hawaii. Oh my god! I remember when that. See, I watched all the ten years of Beverly Hills Nine Two One Zero, but I would never spend that much time watching Baywatch. <laughs> well, see, for a guy, it was different. The slow motion running. I was okay. Puberty. I don't get. I just don't. Baywatch get it. everything. Baywatch like, premiered. Change stuff. Baywatch premiered on NBC in 1989, but was canceled after one season. Feeling the series still had potential, David Hasselhoff, along with creators and executive producers, uh, revived it for the first run syndication market in 1991. Uh, blah, blah blah blah. The show led to a spinoff, Baywatch Nights, and three to direct video films: Baywatch the Movie, Forbidden Paradise, Baywatch White Thunder at Glacier Bay, and Baywatch Hawaiian Wedding. It, Baywatch Down Under in 1999 with production costs rising in Los Angeles. The syndication market shrinking. The plan was to move the show to Australia and launch Baywatch Down Under. A pilot was filmed, but the series was stopped when residents of Avalon put forth strong objections, including potential damage to a fragile ecosystem. And then Baywatch Hawaii, and it went from 99 to 2001. I'm trying to think of a show for girls that would be equivalent to Baywatch. It would be like Firemen for you girls. Girls that, don't like, get like that. I don't get like that. Saying almost fire? No, no that no, was no. different. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, like, I no, mean, no, like, no. like a fireman like, with their no. shirts Backdraft. Or something. No. Magic Mike is the closest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Magic yeah. Mike. Yeah. So that, yeah. that's what, to me, But even that Baywatch still, was. I'm not like, oh, my God, you know. Really? I don't, no, well, I don't get like that. Anderson in her prime, running on a beach, slow-mo with some cheesy music. I mean, that's Channing where it was Tatum <laughs> with Pony. That's oh, probably the guys. only one, but it right. still is I mean, even like, <laughs> no, like everyone. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap up Three this words. show. <laughs> yes. Uh, episode. Did you want to? Yeah. Did, did you want to talk about the flat earthers? No, no. We'll talk okay. next week about it. All I right. got to do more research on it. Okay. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week, same time, same bat channel. Uh, PodcastDetroit.com. Look for the podcast up later this week. Go to Facebook.com/backslash/radio_undercard to like us. Take care. <laughs>